about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for listening today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Verses 1 through 20, Luke chapter 2. Thank you, Father, once again for the wonderful and the glorious and the powerful and the anointed story of Christmas, the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior into the world so long ago as a babe coming as the greatest gift the world has ever received. And thank you for the salvation that he brought with him. Father, help us to grow with every passing day in our understanding of what a tremendous gift Jesus was and is to each and every one of us. And help us to never take for granted the wonderfulness of the gift that he is. And stir us, Lord, to be faithful, to be living a life every day where we're to be about your business of spreading the gospel, making disciples, and loving a world that desperately needs to be touched and blessed by your precious love. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your work in this world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer, and he's going to lead us in a word of prayer. 
Father, we come to praise you, to lift high your holy name today. We're thankful for your Son who came down from the glory and wonder of heaven to die a terrible death on the cross for us. We rejoice in that today, Father. We're thankful for that. And we pray for our listening family, those with financial needs, uh, spiritual needs, Father, those um, who have uh, relationship issues. God, we pray that you would be near them, that you would work in those situations in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. And let me just mention to all of our listeners today, uh, part of what we'll be sharing will be uh, readings from articles we've written that deal with the the wonderful story of Christmas and the theme of Christmas as well. And again, once again, I want to encourage you, please email us to get a copy of each of them because each one has a different message, but each one is meant to be either an evangelism or discipleship tool for you to use. So, of course, our hope is that you'll take them, read them yourself for you and your family to be encouraged in your faith for you in your own home. But also our encouragement, too, is that you'll email us to get them so that you can forward the forward them to family, friends, uh, saved and unsaved individuals, co-workers, people that you may know. That's a part of what they're for. So as we share the articles, as I said, please email us and ask to get all the set, all that we share today, because that's what they're for, to do the work, to help us be involved as co-workers in the kingdom of God, but help us to share the gospel and to help be involved in the wonderful work of helping to make disciples. So we certainly hope that we will hear from you. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And just a reminder of something we want to remind all believers listening about too is in this season of giving, this season in which we will be giving and exchanging gifts quite a bit during the coming up to Christmas Keep in mind, our encouragement to you is that you'll take time to pray for wisdom in every gift you give, because you know the Holy Spirit knows what a given individual in your life needs, and giving a gift that is relevant and a blessing to them is a very good thing to do. But also, I would encourage you prayerfully consider putting a gospel track in every gift you give away. The reason being is because if the recipient already knows Christ, well, they'll have one more gospel track to pass on to someone else, or but or they may choose to keep it and use it to encourage themselves or their family in the in the walk in their walk with Christ. But there are many unsaved people that we all come come in contact with on a regular basis, many of which their biggest need in life is to come to know Christ because that's the biggest need of every human being any and everywhere to come to know Christ as Lord and Savior of his or her life. So consider getting gospel tracts that you put in each of the gifts you give out course we have these uh, beautiful uh, gospel track bookmarks that we share with listeners when they when they ask for them but you may find some gospel tracks that you really like that you're able to get uh, in your own community but prayerfully consider doing just that because Christmas can be a wonderfully evangelistic time and discipleship time for many as well the first article we're going to share is simply entitled Jesus the answer to everything Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Then Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then Luke chapter 2, verse 11, 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. As we read the joy and grace-filled stories of Christmas found in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2, one truth is clear. Some of the key people in this blessed story are overjoyed to come and find the babe, Christ our King. They're excited, full of joy and filled with wonder and awe because they have had the great privilege to see the Messiah. Christ, the answer to all of the world's problems, has come into the world, bringing salvation, peace, and goodwill. In Genesis chapter 3, the sin problem entered into the world, bringing with it a host of other problems and issues. When Christ came into the world as a babe, he came as the answer to all those problems. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, John 3, 16. God loved us so much that he was willing to give the best that he had, his son Jesus Christ, to come live in this world, and die on the cross in order to make a way for us to be saved. And he did just that. The truth is, all of us as human beings have a longing in our hearts to know and have a relationship with Christ. We just don't fully realize it too often. The story is told of a man who was drafted into the army, and after being drafted, picked up this very strange habit. He would walk around inside and outside the barracks, and every time he'd see a piece of paper... He would pick it up and say out loud, that's not it, that's just not it. After a few weeks of hearing about this soldier's strange habit, the company commander called him into his office and said, Private, what's your problem? The young soldier responded, Sir, I don't have a problem. The commander then asked, Well, what is it that you're looking for when you're looking at all these pieces of paper and reading them? Well, sir, I don't know what I'm looking for, but every time I find and read the pieces of paper, I come across... I realize it's just not what I'm looking for. The company commander questions him a little further and then dismisses him. The young private continues his strange habit for a few more weeks, and finally the commander had had enough. He called the strange young soldier into his office. He then told the young man, Soldier, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to let you go. The army can't afford to keep soldiers like you. If we had an army full of soldiers like you, we'd have a messed up army. We're going to have to let you go. The commander, pulled out, the commander pulled out of his drawer some papers that said discharge across the top, signed them and handed them to the young man. The soldier took one look at the papers and then yelled at the top of his lungs, that's it, that's it. The moment he read the papers that said he could get out of the army, he realized that's what he was looking for all the time. Well, the reality is many people in the world are similar to that young soldier. Many are looking for something, and most of them don't even know what they're looking for. They're looking for meaning and fulfillment and just can't seem to find that either. Many of them look in all kinds of wrong relationships. Some look for them through a bottle or through a needle. Some look for fulfillment in thrills and excitement from things they pay to do or see. But time and time again, when these individuals make the step in their lives to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their lives, and are born again, something inside them cries out with all of its might, that's it, that's it. Jesus Christ is what I've been looking for all the time. If you find yourself searching for meaning, fulfillment and purpose and direction in life, and you've looked and looked, 
but just not found what you've been looking for, then look no further. Jesus Christ is the answer. Would you take the step in your life to receive him as Lord and Savior of your life today? Today is a good day to meet the one who is and has the answer to all of life's questions and issues. Today is a good day to ask Christ to come into your heart and live in you. If you wish to make this step in your life, you can do this by praying this prayer or a similar one. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess I've sinned, and I now repent of all the sins I've done. Forgive me for all the wrong I've done. I believe that you died on the cross to pay for my sins, and I believe that three days later you rose from the dead so that I could be saved. Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Make me the person you want me to be. In the Bible, you said that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I now rejoice that I'm a child of Almighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made this very important step in praying this prayer, praise the Lord. We'd very much like to be in touch with you. Please email us and let us know that you've made that step. Joseph at AFR.net. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're sharing articles that share insight, ministry, and encouragement surrounding the wonderful theme of Christmas, the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into the world. Father, for every person listening, Lord, stir them to desire to be used mightily by you throughout this Christmas season and beyond to draw as many people as we can to be vessels through which you can draw as many people as we possibly can to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that the gift of Jesus is the greatest gift that we can possibly receive. Let's be faithful stewards of this wonderful responsibility and opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
music of Forever Jones with Gloria. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic, Inspiring Messages and Insights on Christmas. And we're sharing from articles that we've had the chance to write. As we begin this segment, we're reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month, excuse me, the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold the maid son of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Verses 26 through 38, Luke chapter 1. Now sharing another article, and this article is entitled, A Grandparent's Christmas Discipleship Project. Again, the title of the article, and once again, we're encouraging you, please email us, my email, joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get a copy, email us and ask for the article, A Grandparents' Christmas Discipleship Project. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Then Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. Now this is the commandment, the statutes, and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going to possess it that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. How encouraging, uplifting, and inspiring it is for believers to take time to read, meditate, and think about the beautiful, glorious, and grace-filled narratives we know as the Christmas stories. They are found in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. What a tragedy it is that so many children have never read the Christmas narratives or Christmas story. Here is a project specifically for grandparents during Christmas season to help address this matter. Let each of your grandchildren know that you'd like for them to do the following for you. 
You're asking them to call you every day for eight days during Advent or the month of December. And during each call, read a part of the Christmas narratives out loud. Here's one possible reading plan that you could use, Granddad and Grandma. For children who are eight years old or older, they could read on day one, Matthew chapter one. On day two, Matthew chapter two. On day three, Luke 1, 1 to 20. On, on day four, Luke 1, 1 to 21. Excuse me, Luke 1, 21 to 37. On day five, Luke 1, 38 to 56. On day six, Luke 1, 57 to 80. On day seven, Luke 2, 1 to 20. And on day 8, Luke 2, 21 through 20, 38. Again, so on and so forth. And then on the final day, Luke 2, 39 to 52. For children younger than 8, you might simply have them read shorter passages uh, that you select from these same chapters in Matthew and Luke. Or you may even choose to have them read the same passage each time. Let them know that you'll give them $1, $5, or whatever figure you prayerfully come up with each time they call you up and read for you. Now, for many a grandchild that isn't particularly motivated, for many a grandchild that isn't particularly motivated to read, the money prize is a strange, has, it has a strange way of suddenly causing them to all of a sudden become highly motivated. Why is a project like this such a fruitful one? Allow me to share with you several reasons. The Word of God is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word of God. When our children and grandchildren read the Word of God, they are spending time listening to and fellowshipping with Jesus. And for many a child, a grandparent doing this kind of project may be the only person in his or her life that is having them read the Word of God out loud to them. There's nothing in all of the world that will bless and nourish their lives more than the powerful Word of God. Grandparents can have one more excuse to call and spend time in conversation with their grandchildren. After they begin this reading project, I would suggest you begin to mail the prize money the same day after they start reading for you. One way to do this is to see to it that you mail eight different checks made out to your grandchild eight times. Why do it this way instead of why do it this way instead of sending one check at the end of the project? Your grandchild will receive eight different gifts instead of one. And receiving each gift slash reward can increase the excitement they have for the whole being involved in the whole project. Picture your grandchild saying, Mom, did the mail come yet? Grandmother is sending me some money today for reading about Christmas. Imagine the grandchild opening the envelope and saying, Here's my money from granddad. He must think reading about Jesus and Christmas is important. And imagine your grandchild doing this for eight days coming up to Christmas, getting more excited about getting their mail than the day before. Obviously, the great blessing to our grandchildren is not the money. It's having the eternal word of God planted in his or her heart and mind. Every grandparent can choose to do this project however they wish to. You can certainly adjust the details however you wish. That's entirely up to you. This is simply a fun way to carry out a Christmas discipleship project that can have eternal fruit in the lives of your grandchildren. What do you say, grandparents? 
Are our grandchildren worth the fruitful and fun effort? Sure they are. And again, the title of that article is A Grandparent's Christmas Discipleship Project. So again, we're encouraging every grandparent listening. Remember, this is actually a fun project to be be involved in. And as I mentioned in the article, it's one more excuse to have conversation with your grandchildren, each one of them. And it's a way to help your kids become motivated about getting into into the wonderful and powerful Word of God. Father, thank you for every grandparent listening. But Lord, not only grandparents, but in many cases, parents or individuals who have young people that they know or want to impact, Lord, stir every single listener to respond to this kind of project, however you would have them to. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that helping young people to get into your word is so important, that there's nothing that they need more in their lives than the the word of God, which is Jesus Christ. Help us to get excited about doing this kind of thing. And Lord, help us to use wisdom and grace and creativity in doing this in such a way that it can be both fun, but also life-changing in the lives of our children and our grandchildren. Help us more and more faithfully to be about your business. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, the next article is one that I think we've shared before, but a reminder that actually has a similar um, goal to the article we just read. This article is entitled, Celebrate a Biblical Christmas. The Christmas Narratives, Stories of Grace, Salvation, Peace, and Truth. More treasures can be found in the Christmas narratives than just the gold, frankincense, and myrrh of Matthew chapter 2. The Christmas narratives are simply the Christmas stories found in Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2. They make up the Christmas story. It is in these four chapters that we find from God's Word a treasury of grace, wisdom, salvation, and hope that make up the wonderful and blessed story of Christmas. The narratives that make up the Christmas story are are simple yet profound, humble yet glorious, and always full of wonder. They are about normal people, yet filled with wonderful and supernatural events. Here in this story, God invades the earth with his peace, his hope, and his gift of salvation, his son, Jesus Christ. This Christmas season, consider a few suggestions for you and your family that can greatly bless your observance of Christmas. During the Christmas season, Take time to read Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2 individually. And when you've finished, read them again. And then when you've finished, read them again. Spend time reading and meditating on them throughout the month of December. Read them as an individual believer, but also read them with your family several times. Parents, have your children take turns and ask each one to read one of the four chapters out loud to you or any other combination that you choose to do as a a parent. It's good if you read it to them, but also let the children do much of the reading. Very often they'll get so much more out if they do the reading, reading out loud to you. Also, as they read, allow them to stop and ask questions. And typically, children will will definitely have questions, possibly a lot of them. Children's questions are just typically really good questions. They help to draw everyone in the family more and more into the Christmas story. In addition to reading the stories, you can listen to them as well. Listen on a Bible app or an audio Bible, a Bible CD or Bible DVD. Many times during the the Christmas season and Advent season, 
Just listen to Matthew 1 and 2 and then Luke 1 and 2. Doing this will bless your socks off. Also, if your grown children live away, or maybe you're away from your younger or away from your younger children for one reason or another, perhaps you may want to record your voice reading the story on your smartphone and sending it to them. They may keep it for many years as a reminder of your love for them and God's love for us all. So please, during the Christmas season, make it a high priority to read and meditate on and listen to the Christmas stories many times. Take time, take time to do this, even in the midst of a time that's busier than many other times of the year. This is just a very wise family goal, even though life is busy. But remember, life is always busy. Life doesn't have a pause button. Yet a family project like this has a great way to, quote unquote, redeem the time with you and your family, Ephesians 5, 16. We would be very wise to learn important lessons from the wise men of Matthew chapter 2. In the busyness of their lives, they were wise enough to put their busyness aside. They took much of their time, spent their money, and spent much energy and effort to follow God. They followed the guiding star God provided to come and find the King of the Jews and the universe and worship Him and bring Him precious gifts. Let's you and I this Christmas be wise men and women. Let's be wise enough to put aside our quote-unquote weapons of mass distraction, our TVs, computers, MP3 players, game systems, CD players, and cell phones. Let's put aside some of our shopping and our gift-finding, etc., and seek the Christ, and you will always find him in the Word of God. Now, some believers may read the Christmas stories once or twice during the Christmas holidays, and that's better than not reading them at all. But why only nibble on God's Word when Jesus daily invites us to dine on his Word? See John 21, verse 12. Taking time to read and meditate on the Christmas stories throughout the Christmas season will be its own reward. It's a gift you can give yourself and to your family, and to Jesus. Let's take the time. Father, what a gift it is for us to take time to read and meditate on your word as it shares the wonderful stories that make up what we refer to as the Christmas story. Thank you for the great insight and wisdom it has to teach us about faith and obedience, to teach us about the fact that our faith is a supernatural faith, whether we comprehend that or not. Help us to grow our understanding of the fact that your Holy Spirit, he was central in every detail of the Christmas story, and he desires to be central in our lives as well. Father, more and more, teach us and help us to live a life fully yielded to the wonderful Holy Spirit in ways similar to the ways the people of the Christmas story did as well. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercessions. We're looking at the topic, the Inspiring Messages and Insights on Christmas. We'll be right back.
Music of BB and CC Winans for Unto Us a Child is Born. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic inspiring messages and insights on Christmas. And we pick up now reading from the Word of God in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias. And greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord 
had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. That was verses 39 to 58, Luke chapter 1. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful and the blessed story of Christmas. Thank you for the witness of Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and Elizabeth, a faithful servant, the mother of John the Baptist. Father, just as they were faithful witnesses, faithful vessels, available vessels, help us to live as faithful, available vessels all the days of our lives, living for your glory and to carry out your work and your will in the world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We've, we've been sharing articles uh, that deal with or relate to some of the wonderful aspects of the Christmas story. And the next article we'll share is entitled Christmas, Crisis, Pregnancy, and Life. And just a reminder once again, if you'd like to get a copy of any or all of the articles we've shared on the broadcast today, again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, the title of this article, Christmas, Crisis, Pregnancy, and Life. Interwoven into the fabric of the wonderful story of Christmas is this unique truth. Christmas and expecting moms go hand in hand. Yes, pregnancy, and specifically crisis pregnancies, has a precious heartwarming tie to the story of Christmas. How so? Actually, it's very obvious. The Christmas story has not just one, but two unique pregnancies. The specific story within the Christmas story is captured in Luke chapter 1. Two mothers meet, come together, and worship and fellowship with each other. One is a teenage mother that has miraculously conceived a virgin pregnancy. The other mom is one who would normally be classified as a grand or great-grandmother based on her age, yet she too is an expecting mom. We often see and think of this story as a warm, lovely story full of peace, joy, and grace. And it is. Yet the world then was in so many ways a very harsh, cruel, and perilous world to live in. A world where foreign armies occupied Israel, where kings and nations sometimes killed babies in large numbers, and where jealousy and disloyalty abounded. Actually, it sounds a lot like the world we live in today. Our world is one where children can legally be killed from conception right up until the moment of delivery. And governments not only do not oppose this, they often finance the carrying out of these tragedies. And so often, so-called quote-unquote experts advise for all sorts of foolish and tragic and trivial or misguided reasons women to end the lives of their precious babies in the womb. And time and time again, the women, the women are advised to terminate their children based on the quote-unquote wisdom or so-called insight of these quote-unquote experts. All the while, the counsel and clear guidance from God's word is clear. You shall not murder, Exodus twenty thirteen. God's word is our guidebook for life. His word will never lead us to make a bad or unwise decision. God himself is wisdom. So we need to stand on the wisdom of God's word, which will always lead us to blessing, grace, and fulfillment. The word of God also says, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. In looking at the beautiful and grace-filled story of Christmas, let's consider a what-if scenario. 
in seeking to bring together the world at the time of the first Christmas and today with our culture and perspective, again, what if? Dr. Johann eyed his young patient long and hard. Young Miss Mary, you are just a teenager. You are not even fully an adult. You really need to think this through. It simply would not be wise to keep this baby. You are not married. You do not know how to tell your betrothed that you are pregnant and you are just a child yourself. Child, you must listen to wisdom. If you keep this baby, your betrothed will surely divorce you. You will be a single mother. You will be a poor single mother. No one will want you. You will end up all alone and die in poverty, and no one will ever remember your name, and your child will surely amount to nothing, and no one will ever remember his name either. You must not keep this child. Trust me, I'm a doctor, and we know all about matters like this. Be reasonable. You and the rest of the world will be so much better off if we just quietly do away with this baby. What do you say? Mary's response. Good day, doctor. I'm keeping my baby. Well, mark my words. You and your baby will never amount to anything, and no one will ever remember your names. Dr. Johann looked at the elderly woman very curiously. Listen, Elizabeth, I don't know how in the world this came to be, you being pregnant when you're old enough to be someone's great-grandmother yourself. But let me be straight with you. You really should not keep this child. With your being so old and carrying a child, there will probably be something wrong with this baby. A woman your age could not have a healthy child. The child will probably have many problems. At your age, who knows, you and the child both could die during labor. Be reasonable. Make it easy on yourself and the baby and just get rid of it. If the child does survive childbirth, he will probably also have many problems. He probably won't even be able to talk. His life will never amount to anything, and he will probably grow up to be a burden on society and nothing else. Mark my words, I'm a doctor, and we understand about things like these. Don't you think you should do away with this baby? Elizabeth's response, good day, doctor. I'm keeping my baby. Suit yourself, old woman, but know this. You and the whole world will regret your decision. I'm a professional, and I know very well how these kinds of things turn out. Hmm. And again, the title of this article was Christmas, Crisis, Pregnancy, and Life. And once again, if you'd like to get a copy of this article or any of the articles, simply email us at get again at joseph at afr.net. And as I mentioned near the beginning of the broadcast, each of these articles, each of which has a theme that relates to the wonderful and the powerful story of Christmas, they're meant to be both evangelism and or discipleship tools. So we're encouraging you to email us to get copies for you to use for you and your family to read over and to think on and to to go back and read and meditate on the scriptures that are shared. But also remember, especially um, the one that's entitled Jesus, the answer to everything. That one in particular is an evangelism tool. And so we're encouraging you to prayerfully get these articles for yourself and your family, but also Get them and forward them to many people, to family, friends, co-workers, saved and unsaved individuals. That's a part of what they're for. They're tools meant to help share the gospel and to help edify and encourage other believers as well. So if you'll simply email us, we're glad to share them. We look forward to sharing them with you. Again, my email, joseph at afr.net. 
Thank you, Father, once again for every single listener. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be co-workers doing the work of evangelism and discipleship together. Help us to be wise enough to make the most of our time and opportunities and even to be able to do the wonderful work of evangelism and discipleship in, in very simple ways by simply using our computer and doing it. Help us to share tools like these far and wide in view of the fact that so many people in our world don't know Jesus. And so many believers need lots of encouragement in their faith and in their walk with the Lord. So many children need to be encouraged to get into your word more and more and more stir us to be the faithful church, faithfully being about your business today and more and more in the future. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, you've been listening to the Hour of Intercessions. We've been sharing on inspiring messages and insights on Christmas. Again, if you want to get copies of any of the articles we shared, we're glad to share them with you. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Please email us. We're glad to share them with you. As we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day, a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make the step of committing your heart, your life, and your all to the Lord Jesus Christ, would you take time now to simply, from your heart, pray this prayer even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so very much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for our sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that we could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. You told us in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and help me to follow you all my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. The same email I've mentioned, joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email us to get that information and those resources. Again, joseph at afr.net. If you prayed and gave your life to Christ, we very much hope to hear from you. Again, joseph at afr.net. Keep in mind, if you wanted to get copies of the articles we shared, same email, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them. And also, if you'd like to get podcasts of any of our broadcasts, they are available. Go to afr.net and scroll down to Hour of Intercession, and you can pull and email them to use them as doing ministry as well as you share the podcast for your family and others as well. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.